and I'm a chronic overthinker. And I'm Rose, and I don't know how to talk about myself. And this is, what was I saying? Living with ADHD. Right. And this is episode seven, getting a job with ADHD. So yeah. So hi, everyone. How's it going? Going good. Thanks for asking. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I was asking uh, our viewers, but... Viewers? Yes. I love watching a podcast with my eyes. Listeners. Oh, right. Listeners. Gosh darn it. I don't know why I always do that. <laughs> anyway, so yes, so welcome to episode seven. This is about being seven. employed. Yes, this is about getting job. Welcome to episode seven. Um, so yeah, we're just going to start start right off the bat. Um, we're going to talk a Disclaimer. little bit about it. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. We are not medical professionals. No, we are not. We're not medical professionals. Um, we do our, we do research, but we still are just talking about our own experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Also, like, particularly with this topic, fresh out of college, it's rough. Not having lots of expertise about getting jobs. Right, yeah. So let's just say that right off the bat. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So we're not, like, like we said, we're not medical f- professionals. Can't even say that word. It's fine. But we can't even say we can't professionals. Even speak. <laughs> so I, I have no language. Okay. <laughs> I looked up some um, research on the topic and I just I just did a quick Google search so that um, we could start off this episode. But uh, we're talking about specifically getting a job or and also just having that job also with ADHD. And so the article that I will be reading from is from it's called literally literally the site is called Attitude A D D. Etude. Um, oh, I've heard of that. Really? Yeah, I think I follow them on Twitter. Oh, okay. So it's really cool. And I really, what I've read so far, I think is really, really neat because they clearly, they do the research and I'm reading an article by someone that actually interviewed a, a, a someone with a PhD. So uh, I'm just going to jump right into What's it. What's the article called? Article, it's called ADHD at Work, Time Wasters and pro- Productivity Killers. Okay. Um, which... Which is an ADHD thing for sure. So, uh, so yeah. So I'm just gonna jump right into it. the The part that I will be reading from is called ADHD and executive dysfunction. And we've talked about executive dysfunction before, but obviously each topic has their own like different things that that's talking about. So this one is poor time management, difficulty setting priorities, and other job related difficulties. Be devil workers with ADHD. These problems all have to do with executive dysfunction. Executive functioning, excuse me, a set of cognitive abilities arising within the brain's prefrontal lobe. Um, so, and then it goes into um, a, in the, this person interviewed a actual PhD. So she says, or they say, this is the part of the brain that does self-monitoring, says Nadeau. And I'll tell you her name in a second. Her ex- your executive functioning tells you whether you're on time or not, whether you're doing what you're supposed to do, be doing and in an efficient way. Basically, the skills that we expect most adults to have. In people with ADHD, the prefrontal lobe is chronically under aroused, and so the ability, ability to monitor behavior is impaired. So I thought that was really cool. Mm. Also, um, something that this article points out is that the same symptoms that we see in children in school are the same symptoms we see in adults at work that sounds about right yeah which is not something i actually thought about but it makes complete sense but the woman both involve a extreme amount of structure right and a very Mm -hmm. unstructured brain yes true and her name is kathleen nadeau 
I really am not sure if I'm saying the last name right. Um, and she has a PhD. But this link will be put in the description box. So please feel free to check it out. And just feel free to also check out this magazine because it looks really, really cool. It's called, it's literally called Attitude, ADD, and then Attitude. ADD Attitude. Yeah. So yeah, we're talking about getting jobs, which is very much similar to going to school. I realize that, um, but it is a little bit different because as an adult, we have way more responsibilities. And also you have to go to school. Getting a That's job true. is a little bit of a different, it requires you to utilize your own agency a little bit more. Right. Yeah. And you don't I have think today someone breathing over you being like, do this, 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 and this. And I would say today we can really focus on what it's like looking for a job yeah finding a job becoming employed yeah because both rose and i are fresh out of college we just graduated last year in 2018 and we've both struggled you know finding a job rose actually found an internship in her field which is really really cool but that ended when did that end it just ended a few months ago right so that's really really cool but i still have yet to find a job in my field i've and this is not for lack of trying i'm just like getting annoyed with my with my whole situation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that I've, so I've been really involved in the online community of ADHD on the social medias. Yeah. And one of the things that I've noticed a lot of people talking about is that they struggle with finding employment and that that is demoralizing and yeah. it can be very challenging. You know, a lot of people that I know that have ADHD aren't financially dependent on others or yeah. they're not able to do certain things because it's hard for them to find a job that will satisfy their needs. And I think that that's it that it's a really important thing to talk about because a lot of people with ADHD are unemployed yeah and I mean I felt very lucky to have found the project that I did getting out of school working um it wasn't even so much an internship it was really more of a residency um, at a theater so having that the year out of school was really amazing and it taught me a lot about being a professional in my field and all of that kind of stuff but not everybody is that lucky and not everybody has I mean in theater there's just like you have to work really hard but there are opportunities out there and sometimes in other fields it might be harder to find those opportunities so I don't know what everybody's experience has been like but it was hard for me to get myself together enough to find that and it was hard for me to get myself together when I got out of it to find new things to do yeah I'm still struggling with finding something and getting myself together uh, you know, because also the where the area that I live in is just I'm like I like um, I said before, but I graduated with a BA in English, and I don't want to teach because I really want to do journalism or something like that. So in the area that I live, I live in a smaller town, so I don't have as many opportunities just immediately in my area. I have we I think we have one major newspaper and then a couple of like little magazines. Um, and that's pretty much it. And then everything else is um, just the town related. So it's hard. So I've been trying to push out and, and and look at other towns. But also like my motivation to do that is also lacking. And also I my anxiety is a little bit higher because it's like this next step in my life that I'm like kind of like really nervous about. So it's yeah, that's a there are a lot of factors with ADHD that make finding a job and getting a job difficult. I think yes. not only uh, do we have some perhaps stigmatically less desirable traits. So like because of societal stigmas, some of the things that 
could even be considered strengths in certain areas are not always considered strengths in the workplace. Yeah. And when I go to apply for a job, I never, ever, ever tell them I have ADHD or any kind of mental thing because I'm too scared. First of all, I'm too scared too. And also I just, I don't want that to ruin my chances of getting a job, you know, because I I don't know. Like we don't have, like we've, I've never been discriminated against. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, I haven't gotten a job because of my ADHD. That would just be a plain out lie. And I'm not going to do that. But I've also, I'm also too scared to find out if I told someone that I have ADHD before I get hired. So yeah. And then even outside of that, beyond even the stigmas, there's just like barriers that happen. So like you were mentioning motivation, there is, it's hard to just do the things you need to do, take the steps, the necessary steps of looking for a job, of reaching out to somebody, putting yourself out there socially, putting yourself out there intellectually. It's hard. And with the, you know, self-confidence issues that come with ADHD and the ease, the easily ability to get distracted that comes with ADHD, a lot of those steps that would be easy for many people end up being a lot harder for ADHD years. Yeah, we had to work a little bit harder to actually you know sit down you know like at my computer or at or you know pick up a phone uh than someone without ADHD and that's not us making excuses it's just because we do work around it you know but it's it's hard but no I mean I know that I have definitely struggled with job searches in the past or you know having plans to reach out to a theater company and then just forgetting yeah for me it's less forgetting and for me it's more getting nervous and then I'm like I could do it tomorrow maybe I'll be better tomorrow and then I'm not better tomorrow and then the cycle starts again I mean that cycle is created by feeling like you're going to fail therefore you do right it's like it's like feeling like because of things that are innate about you things that you cannot control that a job will not want you well i mean it's not necessarily meaning that you are going to fail it's just that like it's your fear of that it's yeah and then that fear though then causes you not to try Uh, yeah Dang, I feel called out. <laughs> no, I, I mean, like general you, not in a bad way. No, I'm not. It's just, a, it's just, serious. it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, for more about accidentally saying really blunt things, check out episode six. Right. Conversations yeah. Conversations with ADHD. Um. No, but actually, the your your point um just reminds me. I recently was trying to. Oh. Oh. I hear a. I. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it sounds like it's coming from the distance. A little something that we like to call tangent time. Yeah, no, I I do have a story, a bit of a tangent. Um, I recently had the opportunity to get a job. And what I mean by that is I mean like all I had to do is put in my application and I was almost guaranteed to get the job. But I got scared. And... I started because I started writing out the application. I had it downloaded and everything on my computer. I was writing it and I got halfway through and I couldn't answer some of the questions because I needed some like documentation or something like that. And I just got scared and I stopped. That was like a couple of weeks ago. So there's no chance I'm getting that job now, which is a kind of a good thing because it's a not in my field 
in the slightest. So I feel like I would have gotten the job and then like not tried to find my job, like in my field. But it sucks because now I just feel stupid and bad about myself because it's like I had an opportunity. I was going to get this job. Well, I don't I want to say going, but I had a good chance of actually getting this job because I knew someone that worked at that place. And I, I just blew it because I got scared. I mean, I wouldn't say that you blew it. I would just say that your nervousness got in the way of that task or yeah. that, that search. I don't know. It, it's hard because you can't beat yourself up about it, right? I mean, I, I mean, can. clearly it's happening. You're beating yourself up about it. But in my opinion, you really shouldn't because the system of finding employment is not built for people like us. No, it's yeah. not Especially for normal jobs. And by normal, I mean typical retail? nine to five. Oh, oh, things oh. like that. They're not really built for people who can't I don't sit still for I don't have the attention span for a nine to five. I'm, I mean, I'm going to try and, you know, I might surprise myself, but yeah, yeah, no, it's hard. I mean, that's why I chose theater is because it's one of the only things I've ever done in my whole life that I didn't get bored of. Oh, yeah. You know, a good point. Yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to, to write and stuff like there's no shor- shortage of ideas that I can write. I'll never get bored. So I'll like even if I if I even if I get stuck on, you know, on a story, I can just come up with another one or come up with a new plot point. So, yeah, it's it's nice because I don't have to. I Yeah, I, there's something new always. It's not the same old, same old every single day, you know, so. Yeah. And I mean, I think we are well suited for the types of jobs that are high energy that require a lot of effort and yeah. a lot of that have a lot of challenges associated with them um, but perhaps it is not people don't always think about that and maybe those kinds of jobs don't always exist at the starting level like it's hard to get a starting level position where you're not just doing paperwork where yeah. you're not just having to follow orders which people need to be able to do those jobs right like yeah, those yeah. people are important yeah. I'm just not good at being that person. Yeah, no, same. And also just like, I'm just like going back to what you said about like having like, like a brain that is like faster. So like having a job where it's like nine to five doing the same thing every day is hard. I've only ever worked retail like in my career, in my life because that's all I've done so far. Um, I thrive in retail positions because I can talk to people. I can do different things. There's never this one thing that I'm doing. I mean, except for that, that, you know, that job, like I'm always talking to a customer, trying to sell them something, going to get and restocking something, going to sell something, uh, writing this, doing that. Like there's always something different to do. I mean, it's, it's good when there is always something to do. Oh um, God. I have another story if you want it. I mean, I'm down. It's we we've got time for more tangents. Okay, because I have another tangent if you want. But I worked at I'll keep names and places out, obviously. But I worked at this um this it was a shop. It was like a it was like one of those stores you can just kind of buy a lot of different things in. Yeah, like, like a knickknack shop. Yeah, like a knickknack shop. And Is my even a name for something a knickknack shop. Well, we just made it one, so it's coined T M knickknack shop trademarked. You know, so I was working at this place and I got hired almost right off the bat because if you look at my resume, I'm qualified for almost every retail job because I've that's all I've ever done. So 
like not that I'm tooting my own horn because I don't really think that's a toot considering it's retail. But uh yeah, well, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so I was working at this place and they had me um in in one section of the store and that was my job. Like do that. And I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." So, um in the midst of like the day, like my first day, in the midst of the day, I was like, "Well, I'm kind of bored because I wasn't doing anything." Cause I, they had already explained, they had already given me like a rundown of like things I'm going to be doing. And they, you know, they're pretty simple. Like, you know, learn the merchandise, sell the merchandise. Pretty simple. Like, yeah. So I got that. And, um, so I was kind of just standing there at that point. So I was like, you know, what? I'm going to pick up this rag. I'm going to, I'm going to dust. Cause I don't want to just stand there. Cause in my experience, if I just stand there, I get yelled at for standing there. And then they're like, I don't pay you to stand there. So I'm like, I'm going to take the initiative. I'm going to look like a good employee, right? So I went to go and dust. And my employer, or my uh, my manager, came in and she was like, don't do that. You know, just stand here. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, I mean, okay. Like at first, That's I like, like a oh. nightmare scenario. Yeah, I was like, at first I was like, oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that I wasn't supposed to do that. I, was, I figured that that was someone else's job. But after a while, just of standing there, I was only there for a couple of days, but... But just standing there doing nothing is an ADHD nightmare. Yeah, no, that's like wakes up in a cold sweat because you dreamed you were standing in one place for yes. too long. So like I obviously am not a person that's like needing or wanting to do something every single second of the day. That's exhausting. I am. But just kidding. I'm, I mean, I just, like to sleep. Yeah. But I also just like I really just don't want to stand there doing nothing because it's no, retail. So you don't sit. So I'm just standing there doing nothing and I was just, I was just going crazy wanting to pull my hair out because I wasn't doing anything. And I was like, I thought I would take initiative and look good to my, my manager, but instead I did it wrong. And like, I don't understand how I can mess that up, but, uh, you know, so, <laughs> so yeah, so that, yeah, but yeah, so it was, like I said, it was, it was an absolute nightmare. So, yeah, I mean, I used to work retail. I don't mind retail so much when you can talk to people a lot, but when you're not and doing when anything going on, being a cashier it's is nice sometimes. H E W hockey stick sometimes. Well, yeah, but it's nice because you're actually talking to people and you're not just doing nothing. You can actually like keep your mind going and then time yeah. flies a little bit more. But not if there's not anybody there. Right. Then you're just standing there juggling, like, yeah merchandise yeah but that's i don't know about you but i used to when i was a cashier i would just like play with things at the cash register. oh same i because we you know those little um oh my gosh what are they called the little egg chapsticks eos eos yeah the one i definitely learned how to juggle like three or four eos at once oh that makes sense while i was working at a major um company doing yeah. Retail. At the job I have right now, um, I work at a winery. I really do like my job. It's a very nice place. People are great. The people I work with are really, really nice. Um, but I bring a book to work every day because uh, there's going to be times when there's no one in the store. Because there's, I've learned that there's times during the day that people don't want to drink wine. That's at lunch, at exactly lunchtime. Um, and then they come Who in after. Like wine with lunch. Well, it's like we don't have food. We only have wine. Oh, well. So it's exactly at lunch because everyone's at a restaurant getting lunch. Do people like to drink wine in the morning? Yeah. I get people. Not we, at lunch, but in the morning. We get people at like when we open. And then people like to drink 
wine right after like right before dinner and right after dinner not during dinner so there's times where i'm not doing anything and if i have my work done we just sit there and talk or i get my book and read so that's really really nice because my brain is still then stimulated whether or not i'm talking or i'm reading so i'm not just standing while i'm sitting there doing nothing because we do have stools we sit on so that's nice so that's a good environment for me honestly i'll say you know for me my theater jobs are tend to be pretty easy right like it's also your passion i'm really dedicated to those so and and they're high energy a lot of the time rehearsals are fast paced and busy and yeah yeah, so i tend to do all right in rehearsals and stuff like that um however my day jobs are less easy i mean the day job that i have now uh it's really flexible i work um online from home and i work up to 20 hours a week that's nice whenever i want i can make those hours happen however it is probably one of the most boring things i've ever done it's just like it's not boring it's just not stimulating stimulating it's very it's yeah. busy work it's very hit the button type the answer don't think just yeah. hit the buttons but it's not one of those things that you can just sit there and just hit a button you have to think like a little bit but not enough for it to be stimulating yeah and that can be really annoying too for for someone with like a very fast-paced brain like ours it's like i want more and even the application process was like that there were like a few things that i had to do and i had a like a lot of time that i had to do them and i was doing them but they were not interesting and then i kept forgetting to send in the forms oh no so i mean I almost didn't have that job because I almost didn't send my paperwork in on time. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's a th- thing that's too. A, that's like, I, I there's nothing I could have done about that. I, I can't always help it. And it's frustrating. However, I will say that usually once I have a job, I'm like really good at new things. So like, I'm really a quick learner. Same. Of new yeah, job. I'm a really uh, quick learner too. Like yeah. That. Uh, yeah. Um, it's funny because uh, I went and I visited a family member and we went ice skating and I danced for most of my life. And so I, I, I had like a natural taking to figure skating. I wasn't taking lessons. It was like a one time thing that my cousin really wanted to do with me. So he was like, are you just one of those people that's like good at everything? And I had to explain to him, like, first of all, I do dance, but like, while yes that is true it doesn't necessarily mean i'm going to stick with that thing and get really good at it i might be able to pick it up really fast but that's not the same thing as being good at the thing immediately does that make sense yeah and also new things are really interesting things that are new and novel to me tend to be way more interesting yeah and so i i tend to be really good at starting a job getting a job can be difficult but I'm really good at starting a job. Once I get a job, everybody loves me at that job. And then I'm the best at that job. Yeah. Cause it's also, it's just practice. Like it's just, it's just getting good at it, understanding the job. And then once you're there, you're there and it's perfect. Yeah. But yeah, getting there is, is so I guess very difficult. That would be a benefit, I guess. Yeah. Um, of finding a job because if you're able to pick up on things really quickly, usually that's something that is benefit good in job interviews yeah too, be, people know? definitely want someone that's a quick learner they don't want someone that they're gonna have to like hold hold your hand it's exactly. like exactly obviously there's gonna be a learning curve but like 
if you can pick up the job faster it's definitely yeah. easier but for someone like me with adhd like i might be able to pick up one thing really quickly but then this other thing not so quickly and you might need to explain it again and that's where i run into issues yeah whereas people don't want to explain it again and i'm just like listen i'm really sorry i'm trying so if mm-hmm. you please could just try with me also that'd be nice yeah but i do find that with uh, like interviews and things like that, I tend to be able to demonstrate my knowledge and um, that picking up of skills and stuff like that really easily because um, I'm really good at like seeming smart. I don't even know if that makes sense. But, yeah, like, no, it does I'm make really sense. I'm really good at showing that to people. Yeah, it's and um, giving them all of me in an interview. It's kind of like code switching, but in person. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, but I'm sure it will to our listeners. Do you know what code switching is? I do know what code switching is, but I've never had to code switch before because I feel like code switching is more aimed towards people that um, have very different groups of people that they interact with so oh yeah no that's i don't point. ever really have to completely change my vocal patterns or things like that to I impress just, a certain group of people you know i just like i that. use that i use that term probably wrong so i'm sorry but what i meant was like if i'm on the phone mm-hmm. i like sound different than if i'm talking to a person like for a friend and like i have like a professional persona yeah and I say persona because it's I'm not like a, I'm I'm a professional, but I'm like I, I like to think I'm fun, and then I have just me talking yeah. to family and friends. So, I but think, yeah, if you yeah, can put people, on a persona, yeah, you're automatically going to look better than someone that can. Yeah, and I think you know people with ADHD a lot of times are really good at that because, because so much know. of our lives we have to we have right? to pretend like we're fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of times it, it can be necessary to uh, exist in this society that isn't necessarily ADHD friendly to be able to... Or just mental health friendly. Yeah, generally mental health mm-hmm. friendly, but specifically with ADHD, we learn how to hide those things about ourselves. And I mean, that sounds I hate morbid, to say this, but... but like a lot of getting a job is, it's like, in the beginning of a relationship where you like hide the worst parts of yourself. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a fair point. It sounds bad, but really we're not trying to put ourselves down or anything no. like that. It's just how it is. I mean, it's resilience, right? Yeah. ADHD makes you resilient. I mean, I'm not afraid of rejection anymore. Okay. I, I mean, I know that not everybody feels that way, but, but that's really good for with you. ADHD, like that's awesome. I'm like, okay, it's going to happen sometimes and it's not my fault. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's also a theater thing is that, you know, uh, it's not my fault if I don't get a part because I might just like not look like the the person they're picturing in their head. Right. Yeah. And that's that's their issue, that, not yours. Exactly. Um, But with with that point, just being like not your fault, Um, I just want to point out that like I think we we do have to wrap up our in, um our our episode here. Um, But we always like to say that, you know, you guys aren't alone. Nope. You guys are not alone. If you've if you if you've encountered any of the things that we have said, um, so many people have we, a hard we time have it too. <laughs> talking about themselves in interviews. Yeah, or, or they overthink things too much, and or then making don't a good get a job. impression. It can be so hard, and forgetting to fill out a form. You know, everybody has these things. Not just people with ADHD, but particularly for the ADHDers out there, there's nothing wrong with you. It's not your fault. Right. And you are not alone. No, you're not. 
but so yeah, yeah with that uh, i think we're gonna wrap up please uh just so we know we are on social media with on facebook instagram and twitter um our facebook is what was i saying question mark living with adhd and uh, please please feel free to request uh membership it's literally the same thing as liking a page it's just that i have to then say yes to it um, but then we also have Instagram and Twitter and our Instagram and Twitter handle is what underscore was I saying, please follow us. A lot of times we will follow back, um, because so much of this is about building a community of support yeah. and collaboration and just like general ADHD love. Yeah. And you don't have to have ADHD to be a part of our community. Even if you want, you do have to love ADHD people though. <laughs> you can't be a hater and join our community. Well, no, but like if you if you have someone that you know that has ADHD and you want to learn more about it, please, please by all means. Or if you just want to learn more about it, period. You know, Although feel I can free tell you, to you probably know somebody with ADHD. Yeah, you, you might not know, know it. that you know. But like I said, so yeah, just please come and join our community. We would absolutely love to have you. But with that, um, we are gonna wrap up. Um, but this is uh, what was I saying? Living with ADHD. Living with ADHD.